ho, ho, ho. That wasn't me saying ho, 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 like Santa. That was me calling Jordan a ho three times in a row. Did you just call me a name? Thrice. Three times. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hi. (laughs) Mental health check. Not good. Not good. Not good all around. But you know what? I feel like that's the common mental health check, I think, for many people who are either listening to us or not listening to us, really. Yeah. And I think, you know, what a difference a week makes after the last time where we recorded. It's honestly wild to see how things have evolved or the opposite have evolved. Yeah. Even in the span of like 24 hours last week, things went from fine to worse to terrible. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, I don't have words really. Um, how are you holding up? It feels like I am. Okay. So there's this episode of, um, is it black Christmas? No, black mirror where I think one of the endings is somebody's like, like trapped in a snow globe and there's just like no way to ever escape like the loop of being in the snow globe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have been in my own personal snow globe for the last literally like almost two weeks now. I barely have seen anyone. I've been in my apartment the whole time. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's really crazy. It's, it's crazy. And we're not going to like fester on this for too long because we do want to provide a good show. And we're trying to make it positive. (laughs) Like, thank God for movies and TV being so accessible because honestly, like, can you imagine if we lived in a time that didn't have media could you imagine having to queue for Blockbuster? Oh my God. And you would have to go in yeah. and rent your movies. And Pick that was up all those VHS tapes and just make a run for it. <laughs> no, Did your family I, I, ever have like a like a family holiday movie that you always watched together? Um, not really, because okay. actually, yes and no, because you always ask me like the simplest questions and I'm like, here's a, here is a four part story. So you think my questions are dumb? No, you ask very insightful <laughs> welcoming questions and I give you long winded answers. Yeah. Um, yes. I would say just to get ahead of myself mm-hmm. for a movie we'll discuss later. Oh. Santa Claus with Tim Allen is kind of like a, a Pugliese family home yeah. <laughs> kind of movie. And then the older I got, the less we did that kind of stuff, which I find unfortunate, not because we didn't want to, but like I just secluded myself in the basement away from everybody to watch stuff by myself. It was more like me and my brother who mm-hmm. like the Santa Claus for us, very cliche stuff, the Grinch, Home Alone, like just like comedies, I guess you. yeah, Like, believe it or not. Ripley's believe it or not like my parents don't have the same gene that I do when it comes to re-watching the classics mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. my parents are like we've seen it already we don't want to see it again yeah and meanwhile I'm in the corner like pressing play for the 40th time on xyz amount of movies it's yeah. it just I don't know where the disconnect happened but it happened I feel the same and and, uh, he's listening right now, but Sashin has never like never understood like anything, anything at all, but also just rewatching like so much stuff. Yeah. But then like the other night he was like, let's watch the last holiday with Queen Mm. Latifah. And I was like, we, oh wait, no, not that. Not that. It was something else. Oh, he's been asked actually asking to watch (laughs) Cruella every three weeks. But that's a holiday movie, I think, with Emma <laughs> with Emma Stone. Uh, I'm not going to judge. I, I, I shan't judge. I will. Okay. I enjoyed it, but I'm not like clamoring to rewatch it yeah. twice a week. No, that's true. I'm happy for him, I, though. That's a specific. That's a very specific film to rewatch. Yeah. You know, it has it all. Dogs. <laughs> More dogs. Some fashion. And maybe another dog thrown in there. I don't know. A garbage truck reveal. Oh, I mean, I saw that on Twitter. Viral moment. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I've been in the holiday spirit, but like 
forcefully like yeah. i'm looking literally answering that looking at my tree which is like dying for water but like she's thirsty she's thirsty it's just not the same and last year was not the same either and i'm just like you know i don't know it's no. tough it is very tough but we just take it day by day ornament by ornament because that's all we can do we can't slow down this terrifying roller coaster that is life after that uplifting segue well no i'll say we're we're passing on the positive vibes to anyone listening make sure to get boosted get vaccinated be smart be safe we want everyone to have a happy holiday season this sounds like i'm wrapping up the podcast episode jordan it's been nice talking to you (laughs) and (laughs) see you next year see you later buddy no but yeah you know what i mean it's uh it's a tough time of year for many people already but now it's made a little bit more difficult but hopefully there's some light to it this is like uh what's that radio show delilah and from back john tash john tash do you remember john tash and delilah like on 97.3 easy rock no wow okay am i john tash or am i delilah you're John Tash. I'm del- actually I'm, I'm John Tash. I'm the listener at home who. <laughs> You're the lady at home who watches. Yeah. I'll take that role. I'll take it. Um. Okay. So I think we have a lot to get into today. We do. Do you want to take the the lead? Yeah, I will. Okay. Um. Okay. I feel like maybe we'll start off on a not festive note, and we'll go into okay. things that we've been watching that aren't necessarily part of the season to get it out of the way. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to not just get it out of the way. I'm going to shoot a web at it and slide it away because the first thing I'm going to talk about is Spider-Man no way home. Not, not shoot a web at it. I'm going to shoot a web out of these wrists, honey. Honey, these wrists, honey. Now we both have seen this film separately Yes. We saw it socially distanced. So socially distanced that Jordan saw it on one day and I saw it on another day. I actually saw it after I pressed send on a group text. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we all had plans to see it. Yeah. And the news was getting worse and worse. And I was like, I don't think like 17 of us need to go see it. Yeah. And also just scheduling. And then like, it was just too much. So I sent yeah. a text and I said, hey guys, I think we should all go see it on our own accords. Good luck out there. Uh, don't make any unnecessary journeys. And then I yeah. ran to go see it by myself. Oh, you saw it by yourself? You didn't even drag Sashin with you? I, he, I don't have the time. Okay. <laughs> you know. Can't um, do it. Okay, well, let's get into it then. What What were your thoughts on this, on this film? I think we're completely aligned on this and that's before you have even said anything. I just knew (laughs) it's actually lessened itself for me the more I've thought about it. And I don't want to take away from anybody's joy. I mean, me ever do that in my life. No. Yucking yums. Not us. I I will only yuck yams. I think it's like many people have tweeted this and said it. I don't, I can't consider it a movie. I can consider it an enjoyable amount of time. I don't think, and obviously I have to say this, I think it's with say it. uh, uh, spoilers will be said. Oh, we'll yeah, be yeah. talking about the plot. Like if you don't, you don't want like that, that for yourself, best of luck. Um, I don't think bringing back, again, spoilers, bringing back all the Spider-Mans it makes a movie. I think it makes it. I had full body chills. I cried. I was very emotional watching it. Of course, I thought it was a lot of fun. But after that wanes, I'm just kind of like, well, then what what worked here? Yeah, because there's a lot of jokes and maybe one out of 10 hit. Mm-hmm. I think it's so fan servicey that it's almost at a fault. And I think there was a lot of pressure on it, too, to be the third movie in this franchise and we all know how spider-man 3 turned out which in some ways i almost admire because it Mm -hmm. like it doesn't really do this but it tries the most and it's such a weird movie but yeah what were your thoughts no i think you said a lot of the things that i wanted to say it was like definitely an enjoyable movie and i did like it Mm -hmm. but yeah. I mean, I don't really I don't really like watch a lot of the Marvel movies as is, you know that. Like but I really liked the first two movies in this 
trilogy that we have now. And I don't really feel Mm -hmm. like this felt like a proper third entry to that. It felt more like, like the sort of plot line that you would get for a really good theme park ride where it was just like, look at all these elements that we're taking in. And it never truly felt like a great climactic film. And I think a good part of that is because as far as villains go, like, yes, we have like five or six of them that they brought in, but nobody ever really felt like the villain. Well, you put this in your letterbox review and it was absolutely perfect. You're, you're standing like William Defoe returning, who, as we discussed, is a drag queen. Yeah. That is drag excellence, William <laughs> Defoe. As you drag excellence. That is, that is drag at its finest. And, um, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. Alfred Doc Molina? Ock. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. But like you said this, those are great villains when these movies were able to have really good villains that had great actors having fun in those roles. Yeah. Now, I mean, what was like the last great villain? Like Kate Blanchett and Thor Ragnarok or like- Yeah, and like Black Panther as well had a good villain as well. But like sure. nobody really has ever, not ever, but like nobody's, given I think the sort of like fun iconic performance that Willem Dafoe kind of gave in his original Goblin or even Doc Ock I don't know it's like you don't really see a lot of like the sort of villains that I would like to see in superhero movies because it's normally just like a CGI fest yeah well I mean this this is yeah so no um I was gonna say and with this movie like they don't give the amount of proper time to set up any of the villains. It's like, not to spoil the whole structure of the film, but you spend the first act with Spider-Man wanting to not be recognized anymore. The second act is, oh, looks like some people are kind of coming through. And then the third act is finally when he's like, oh, that person killed my aunt and I want to get revenge and get these guys for good. So you don't really like establish anybody to be a major like foe if that makes sense and it's just there's no set pieces that i think really stood out no um, also i thought the liberty stuff like looked really bad it also kind of had the same third act as like venom 2 which i know you didn't see which is fine because whatever yeah but it's like it just went into the mcu territory of like it's in the middle of the night you can't see anything and everyone's flying around and i was like okay cool and I, i i don't know i have to hand it to like Toby and Andrew. I loved Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I really did. Those movies were a mess, but I love him and Emma Stone. I was say Emma Watson. Um, imagine. I can't. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed it and I had a really good time and it gave me what I wanted and mm-hmm. I was happy to see it happen. But it's it was very much of like a it was uh it was just so fan servicey. Yeah. It wasn't really doing anything new for me. And it like you said, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Will I go back and have the same enjoyment rewatching it? I don't think so. Yeah. But like work. Work. And yeah. I did cry when Andrew Garfield caught Zendaya. Totally same, but like does that speak to like the chemistry of Andrew and Emma that you felt more than anything? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's no way of knowing. Who There's knows? There's no way of knowing. Who knows? Not I. Well, I'm glad we agree on that. Yes. We do uh, indeed. Speak- speaking of new releases, I watched something not even just a few hours ago. Oh my <laughs> gosh, yeah. And I am very curious about this review because we being like you were texting Chris and myself about this and mm-hmm. we got an update two minutes into the film and then we got another update maybe like 14 minutes into the film but then after that you pivoted completely over to Barb and Star and so I was like what happened what happened no in I've been minutes I, between <laughs> well I just had to take some time today to appreciate like yeah before I get to the movie I want to talk about Chris and Wig I feel like mm-hmm. both performances in Barb and Star being overlooked, especially like, I don't remember the Globe comedy nominations, but like, obviously she didn't get nominated. I know yeah. that, but like, cause you and I would have had a party. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, if I'm looking back at my favorite performances of the year, honestly, Wig gave not only one, but two of them in that film. Mm-hmm. We have um, to say it. We have to. I just watched it on Saturday night and like literally it's in my top three of the year. Cause it's just yeah. so Is good. That- and- 
Your third time watching it now? I think it's probably like my ninth at this point. Like, God knows. No, I I mean, I, I'm that, that's thinking. I can't speak today. What Cruella is to Sasha is what Barb and Star is to me. And I am interested <laughs> to rewatch it. I know you like it too. Sasha just said he likes it as well. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, no, the movie I watched today is Being the Ricardos, which as the time of a recording has now dropped on Amazon Prime. Um, I would have liked to have seen it in the theaters, but it's not having that release in Canada. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Um, I think I am a Kidman-aholic. I yeah. have said this many times on this podcast. I love Nicole Kidman. I think we will look back on that resume one day and say, wow, these choices are in, like eclectic and impressive and show-stopping, never been done before, spit on it. like, yeah. And the performance is put a wig on it, spit on it. <laughs> Shave your eyebrows. Uh, the performances in these things, also in these titles, will also be revered. I think we're in such an interesting Kidman era with a lot of television and a lot of overexposure, mm-hmm. if that's the word I'm choosing to use. And I think she's in the streaming era appealing to the masses in a way she really didn't for a little bit. And I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, I had some reservations when she was cast in uh, being the Ricardos as Lucille Ball. I'm happy to report for me. She is the movie. Okay. And she, the accent I was weary about, but she really does like, I think, I feel like you're like me. You grew up kind of watching. I love Lucy. I love Lucy. You love Lucy. I love Lucy. Honey, Lucy, you love her. (laughs) But I was kind of a little like, how is she going to tackle this one? Because yeah. it, it falls in and out sometimes. She really is in it for the most part, which I'm happy happened. But she nails, like, I feel like growing up, you would watch I Love Lucy. And then when, like, you would maybe, like, veer into, like, finding, like, footage of her in, like, interview stuff, you're like, oh, my God, she sounds like a chain smoker. Yeah. Yeah. She does that voice, which I really appreciate. Oh, so this it's a lot of like interest. Yeah, she does. It's the off. It's the non Lucy stuff. Mm-hmm. The non I love Lucy stuff that works the most for me. Yeah. Um, tonally, Aaron Sorkin wise, it's oh, it's kind of all over the place. Um, but I don't know. I think she like really ate and had a good time. <laughs> and I think like you're watching a performance that. She knew what the expectations were as well because there's yeah. all the articles of her being like, I saw the, I saw the tweets, guys. Yeah, and I saw what you wrote, Jordan. I saw what you did. And she's like, okay, well, second guess me and look what happens. And honestly, it's probably one of my favorite performances of the year. That's so My funny. only reservation is whatever they did to her eyebrows. I think that is yeah. a bit disarming. But at some point in the movie, it kind of washes away and you mm-hmm. just accept it. Um, but yeah, I... It, it, I think because I don't, I didn't know what to expect. I was pleasantly surprised. It's giving drag race where a queen goes into the challenge and is like, this week is the I love Lucy challenge. And I don't know if I'm ready for this. And then that queen wins the challenge of the week. And Nicole just won $5,000 for boobs for Queens or whatever. <laughs> Eyebrow, eyebrows, 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 <laughs> and then they cut to her confessional. She's like, ah, you know what? I would watch that season. And I actually think that this review has um, sold me and I will probably watch it tonight or maybe wow. I'll save it for with my parents because we're going to need something else to watch beyond just the Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio affair. Oh my God. Are you going to watch that with them? Knowing, knowing my family, I feel like we probably will. You are braver than anyone I know. Listen, I timed it perfectly when I watched The Power of the Dog with my dad to leave the room when the handkerchief came out. And I came back seven minutes later and he said, this movie is weird. That's my favorite story. And I was like, what did I miss? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think you may like it. It's also a good parent movie in that kind of sense. Okay, sweet. Right. Well, I'm going to one-up you. I'm not going to oh. one-up you. I'm just going to pivot to a different thing right now because this is something that we're both watching. It's now a television series. We're going away from movies for a moment. 
and we're going into the wilderness of Ontario because yes. that's where the show takes place. It's uh, Yellow Jackets. Yes. What do we think? How many episodes are you, by the way? I'm only three episodes in. It's uh, an hour long each episode, so it, it does take a lot of my time. <laughs> and speaking of time, it's a Showtime show, which makes me feel like I'm 21 again and I'm downloading the big C and like all Homeland. that land homeland like they had us buy a chokehold they did and then it kind of switched just with streaming and everything um I'm only three episodes in how far are you I'm six I'm like caught up oh okay I'm now like a local waiting for the next episode to come out on Sunday I got sidetracked last night by and it's just a quick segment here uh Harlem <laughs> on oh, yeah, Amazon you told Prime. Me yeah. I told you to watch. We watched like six episodes in a sitting. Yeah. Really great. Really fun. Anyway, but yeah, I have to go back to Yellow Jackets, but it's so obviously 90s. And mm-hmm. so I hate using this comparison because I know it's lazy, but like very Buffy in that way. And mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. It's like um, now and then meets mm-hmm. um, what's that? Mm-hmm fucking popular story with the boys who get stranded um the lords of the fly lord, lord, of, the lord of the flies lord nine. of the flies lords <laughs> of the lords of the dance the river dance um no i'm really enjoying it and i think that yes i think showtime finally realized that it, it's in the actresses really like remember like the big c homeland like they've got women who we love and now here they are with christina ricci julia nurse jackie Nurse Jacquet, yes. Um, Melanie Linsky is in this, and I love Melanie yes. Linsky. So, no, and they did a great job casting it as well. And it's the perfect amount of like pulpy, schlocky horror while also keeping it kind of grounded as well, despite being very out there. A TV horror is really having a moment just with this and Chucky, just mm. kind of like, uh, which Chucky's also a Showtime show. Is it Showtime? I could be wrong. Congratulations to them. If so, we are witnessing a renaissance. And also, like, we I we never really talk about it on here. And I'm not the most diehard fan just because I never keep up with it. But what we do in the shadows, which is an FX show. Oh, yeah. Horror comedy. Like, it's yeah. just nice to see horror having that, like, TV moment. You're so right. Like, yeah. it gets hard enough to have people respect it in theaters. So let alone at home on your couch. Yeah. They're doing it. Um, speaking of horror, ooh, I think we both watched the Black Christmas remake this week. Yes, yeah. I watched the original and the remake. Yeah, same. I, I have a few weeks apart, but I just, I don't know. The weather turned; it's cold, and I, yeah. Black Christmas, the original. I, I don't think I talked about it last week, but like, flawless start to finish. Yeah, truly, truly, and it actually holds up in terms of being effectively creepy as well. Like not to knock older horror movies, but I do feel like a lot of the classics, sometimes you watch and you're like, Oh, it doesn't scare me right now, but I appreciate it. Whereas black Christmas, like a few of those phone calls genuinely unnerve me. It's always those, the panting and then the hello, hello. And then the scenes with like the, the bags over the heads and the yeah. panning away shots and all that a timeless iconic eye shot in the wall yeah which all of that is classic and perfect like it's mm-hmm. the perfect slasher movie for me also filmed in toronto and it's like makes yeah. me so proud to watch i know also feels so wintry in the most authentic way mm-hmm. like it's a cold movie also a war movie because of like the christmas lights that they choose to use yeah whereas the remake Everything it tries to do to replicate or honor the honor the original is bad. Yeah. But where it succeeds is everything else it does to kind of reject that. It's a it's not even just like a slap in the face. And I mean that in like a way that is like not a necessarily a diss to it. It's like the film equivalent of Vicky screaming in the face of or no Tamara screaming in the face of Vicky on the OC Ireland bus trip like that is what Black Christmas 2006 does to me but I say that in a way that I with all respect yeah yeah what a horrifyingly gruesome 
over disgusting. the top, disgusting film with shit on it. Spit on it. it shits on us. It spits on us. Like the characters, not great. The casting kind of iconic. The deaths, like you just killed Andrea Martin, not even with a killer, but with an icicle through the head because of a clumsy backing up into a garage. Like it's I'm just, stupid it's a bitch. lot. It is a lot, but I appreciate that it's a lot. Whereas the Black Christmas 2019 remake. Oh my God. You want to talk about tough. Is Heather Dubro on the on that same bus saying, <laughs> you are disgusting. You are trash to Kelly Dodd. Yeah. Uh, that's me to that movie. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of have to like, I don't like it, but I appreciate like every generation now is having their own Black Christmas, which is great. Mm-hmm. But the 2006 remake is like kind of in the House of Wax era of like those horror remakes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's good, no. but I think the cast is great. Yeah. Lacey Chabert, Michelle Trachtenberg. Um, um, her, she, <laughs> she, she of CW fame. She's I'm in, forgetting her name. Scott Pilgrim. Oh my God. What is her name again? You know what? Let's just continue. We love her we so yeah. much. Um, but also aesthetically, it's so schlocky, and yeah. I kind of love that about it. I also love its poster, which I know is weird yeah. to say, but I really love the poster. I'll always remember the trailer for that movie as well, and being so hyped about it. And then here yeah. they filmed specific things or reshot specific things just to be in the trailer, like Lacey getting dragged away by Christmas lights. I was so excited to see that in the theaters. But that's what this movie should have been. Yeah, like lean into the Christmas horror. And like, it is again, a movie where people make Christmas cookies using the flesh of another person. Um, and there's a lot of eye, a lot of eye pain, a lot of eyes being popped out. Being yeah. Squished. Yeah. There's some jaundice thrown in there as well. That's tough. It's really, it's, the jaundice it's not easy, it all. but it's no. fun. And I remember um, one of the first things that I yes. ever bonded with Sashin about was watching it together. Did you bond on the movie? <laughs> I guess I could have phrased that differently. One of the first times that Sashin hung out with us, we watched Black Yes, we, we had a screening of it, an annual Black Christmas screening. And Mentally, we were bonding. Yeah, no, of course. But B, I wish there was like a camera Jordan on camera. us before yeah. we left the house. And I'm like, okay, so the movie's <laughs> going to be like this and you'll be fine. It's yeah. not that scary. Yeah. And it's really stupid. And if you just drink, it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. And then after and it that, was, Sashin was standing in the corner looking at the wall like Blair Witch. Just shaking back and forth. And we've never celebrated Christmas since. Um, I do think it's underrated, though. And I think it's slowly, very, very slowly starting to have like a reverence towards it, which yeah. I appreciate. Um, it's camp. It's, it's the pizza pizza to um, whatever the originals like gourmet pizza is. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we watch? Well, I'll tell you what I watched last week. Okay. A little ditty that we like to call the family stone. You want to talk about it? Let's, let's talk about it. Let's not say what they don't want out there, but I'm going to say what they do want out there, which is a glowing review for the family. Stone. I'm going to, I'm going to break the fourth wall right now. My computer is about to die, but what you're going to do while I get my charger is Talk the fuck out of this movie. Well, I hope that the listeners really love my voice right now because you're about to hear a solid monologue about how attached I am to this movie. Let me set the scene. The year is 2007. I am a first year university student. And every night, not every night, oh my God, this is so lame of me, but I would fall asleep sometimes by putting the Family Stone DVD on my computer and just falling asleep to it because for some reason or another, this was my comfort film. And so for a good portion of my adult life, I could quote (laughs) the opening scene of the family stone. Jordan is back. Is the opening. Okay. So disclaimer. Yeah. It was a beautiful story. I heard every word. Oh yeah. Got it. I heard every word. Mm -hmm. Um, 
what is the opening scene? Is it them in the car talking about SJP's character? It's them shopping in like the mall area. Yes. And then the opening credits happen, which are some of the ugliest opening credits I've seen in quite some time. And then it goes the worst. Yeah. And then it goes to them arriving at the house again. Mom, I'm home. And then mm-hmm. Diane Keaton's like, oh, and she runs out of the kitchen and she like gives them a big hug. And then the movie begins. <laughs> Not to utter his name one more time, but Sasha, his favorite thing to do is impersonate Diane Keaton. Oh my God, I, I want to see. But it's literally what you just did. But it's, he claims it to be in most of her movies, all three of which he's seen. I believe, just like, oh, I believe oh. that. And then like grabbing at her sweater. <laughs> um. My, okay, so I haven't watched it yet because I save it for Christmas Eve. It's my Christmas Eve movie. What I want to ask you is how do you feel about the reception it's currently getting? Because this used to be a movie 10 years ago that like six people had watched. Yeah, We knew the family was terrible, but it's now like the movie that, like what Love Actually used to be is now what the family stone is on Twitter. yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of discourse going on about the family stone and I'm so tired of it. Like this is a film that does not have to be dissected like it is on a yearly basis. It's just like, I hate referencing the let people enjoy things meme. But at this point I'm like, listen, I don't know why it has to be a major topic of debate. Mm. I think, you know, it's interesting because you're supposed to hate the family and I understand that they're not welcoming, mm-hmm. but isn't that the point where yeah. if your brother or best friend or anybody is bringing a partner over to introduce them for the first time, of course you want to do it with open arms. Yeah. But some families sometimes have reservations and you're being judgmental and that's what this family is doing. And then SJP's character, Meredith, is not the most welcoming either and is trying very hard and is very concerned and also just to to give her her flowers i think sjp is wonderful in this movie wonderful that hair is wound so tightly into that bun and it i think truly helps shape her performance fully and it's very much like coming off of Carrie which we will we'll talk about that third episode of uh, and, just, uh, and just like that in a second we're going to talk about watched. that next week because I haven't watched it oh, yet I have many things to say so good okay good um, I love this movie it means a lot to me I think it's incredibly flawed which makes it work yeah it makes it better makes it better I would argue I think it's a movie that succeeds only because of its performances and maybe even the direction, which I don't think is all that good. But I think you have SJP, you have Rachel McAdams, you have uh, Luke Wilson, who I don't think has really, <laughs> not better, but is very much like a great yeah. figure in this. Yeah. Um, you have Diane, who really pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah. Is it contrived? Yes. Is there a lot going on in it? Yes. Is that dinner's Christmas Eve dinner scene hard to swallow? Sure. A little bit offended that you did not list Claire the Danes. I don't love her in this, but I know you love her. In I this. do. I think that she just shows up and she's like, listen, I'm the good sister. And I don't like that because I'm actually Rachel McAdams <laughs> in our friendship and you are then Claire Danes. Where you then like swoop in and everybody's like, oh my God, Josh is so great. (laughs) What about me? Oh, one thing I will say is that I really like how um, unlikable everybody is. And watching it again, I was like, you know what? Everyone is in in the wrong here. Like Meredith. Oh yes, everybody is in the wrong. I'm sorry, but Meredith not wanting to share a bed with her partner at his family's house. I would be offended. I would understand having reservations, but if it's welcomed and the yeah. parents set it up, then yeah. you just abide by that rule. Exactly. It's yeah. etiquette. It is etiquette. And I think, you know, you can place yourself in her shoes. She does 
the most while doing the least at the exact same time. And they're putting out traps for her to fall into. And she does. And obviously Rachel's character, Rachel's character is a monster. Quote She's unquote. jigsaw. <laughs> she is. She sets the traps. But also like, this is one of my favorite Rachel performances mm-hmm. because the way it, she becomes the absolute heart of that movie by the yeah. end of it. Yeah. The scene on the couch, when she gets the frame, the scene when she looks at Diane, when Diane goes, Hey, you, that's us. Yada, yada. Yeah. The red sweater she wears when she looks at the Christmas tree in yeah. the epilogue. It ends with her, essentially. Like, she is... Main character. the new family stone. She's the stone. She is, she is the stone. She's the one and only. She's the titular yeah. role. Um, I also think... <laughs> I'm so weird, but the snow looks very real. I think it is real. Yeah. It's a very, like, perfectly Christmas movie. Yeah. And also, like, it's such an anomaly of sorts. Like, it's very adult-oriented. It's very Mm family-oriented. Again, it's not perfect. I hate that it's now having this discourse every year. But I appreciate that so many people have kind of clamored to it and are like, I don't love this movie. Like, I hate Love Actually. And we can segue now into this. I also hate The Holiday, which I love, but I also hate. Yeah. As we were texting last night. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the holiday. So, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about it. I think we talked about it like a few episodes ago. It'd be kind of like really tore it apart. But now we're in the holiday season. It's, it's illegal. The movie should be illegal. <laughs> it, Nancy said, I have two hours and 20 minutes and I'm going to do two movies in one. I'm going to give you 30 minutes of plot with Kate Winslow's character. That means absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm going to separate this great cast for all of the movie. Mm-hmm. Except I'm going to put the them movie. in quarantine. I'm going to put them in separate fucking studios. Yeah. I'm going to make Cameron Diaz run in heels. That's why she retired. Okay. Yeah, that's She had PTSD from that scene. <laughs> She looked at it and said, fuck this, I'm dying. Mm -mm. I'm going to make each character highly unrelatable. (laughs) It really hit me last night when Cameron Diaz's character said she edited 75 movie trailers in one year. (sighs) Simply from a logistics standpoint, that's impossible. (laughs) Yeah. How bad are these trailers? I'm nitpicking it because I'm being mean, but like, it just kills me. And like that trailer cutting scene is hilarious to me. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's the most Nancy Myers and Nancy movie. Yeah. And to a fault where she just really went like, you know, when you're putting in a little fruitopia at the movie theater and your Coke zero and you yeah. you're like, Oh, this is, I have a headache. Yeah. It's also, and I know every, we're in that era of everybody shitting on movie lengths. It's too long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nancy said, you guys like Lord of the Rings? Well, I got something even longer. And it's coming. (laughs) It just is. It's an irresponsible movie, and I don't think it's okay. Yeah. And the whole Kate Winslet side of things is really just a mess. It's like she saw Bridget Jones Mm -hmm. and said, let's do that again, Mm -hmm. but less likable. And I love Kate. You love Kate, of course. Oh my Say god. Yeah. Oh. I love Kate Winslet. And she is great in this role because I mean everyone is kind of great in their roles in this. I'll give them their flowers, but uh I think Cameron Diaz is actively bad in this movie. Ooh, okay. Maybe Sorry. I need maybe I need a little rewatch. But um I don't know. It's just like her plot line is just so wink wink Hollywood, and it's so like a little bit too inside, I think. I love the movies and I love cinema and I love Hollywood but I don't need to see Kate Winslet saving an an older man and then falling in love with Jack Black who loves movies I don't even know it's just not working for me that much well it's she's like I'm gonna make every character almost every character here work in film yeah and then explain a meet cute to the general public Mm -hmm. you know what saves this movie is the insane score (laughs) which is so hyper, but I love it. Also, 
I've seen the movie now maybe 15 times and I hate <laughs> it, but there's a watchability to it. Yeah. And it's like eating candy. Like you literally just, mm-hmm. you get to the point that's, I, I never finish the movie because nearer the napkin head scene, I kind of just say, oh. no, I'm good. No, I don't need to see Mr. Napkin face or whatever his name is. Cameron Diaz though, she ate in those white sweaters. <laughs> she looked amazing. And Stunning. they shoved her in that little hobbit house. And they said, Action. She went to the Shire and she said, I'm good here. It's it's very Lord of the Rings. Where were you when you found out that that house in the, in the UK side of the film is fake? Oh, I, I was in this seat right now. That's where I was. I didn't know that. I thought it was a genuine little cottage place. No, they built that for the film. It's a deceit. Did you know that Hogwarts isn't real either? No. That's really wrong. I think that's really sick that Nancy would I think it's sick too. To do that is sick. Listen, I just shit on it, but I will take the holiday 15 times over than other romantic comedies of recent years. I mean, I can't even remember like a solid Christmas comedy. Oh my God, that's a good segue into what I watched. Oh God. Happiest season. Mm. which is now like my second or third time watching it because last year, the first time I watched it, it just was not in my head. Um, But then when I actually took it in, I was like, okay, maybe I'm missing something. And then this year, listen, there's a good amount of people who really tried to sell this movie to me and they really hyped it up and great cast. Love, love the LGBTQ community and everything. Give it up for the gays. We applaud you. But I don't know. This movie for me is a misfire in many ways. The way people feel about the family stone is how I feel about the happiest season. Yeah. I think uh, Kristen Stewart looks phenomenal in Mm -hmm. it and she's good. Aubrey Plaza, equally stunning. Gorgeous. And she's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Ben De La Creme and Jinx, love it. Best supporting actresses. Every single thing else in this movie I hate. And I'm, I'm a little Brie head as well. I love me some Alison Brie. And the idea of Alison Brie playing a problematic type A sister who outs her lesbian younger sister to the rest of the family, I'm almost standing it. But the, um, like the way it plays out and the material just is not there. The way people feel about Rachel McAdams' character in The Family Stone is how I feel about Alison Brie's character in Happiest Season. A monster. I think she's a genuine monster. The family is also horrific. Like, this is where I see myself and other people for The Family Stone. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least The Family Stone, they're um, flawed in a way that I'm like, but I can see you existing in in a universe that is similar to ours. Whereas this one, I'm like, Mary... What the hell? Mary Steenberg, literally, what the hell? What the hell? It just, also, the ending of them staying together is so insane to me. Yeah. At least in the family zone, everybody swapped. Mm-hmm. We should have done that. I mean, I can't even defend that ending of the family zone. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's a little bit strange. Um. <laughs> Well, you're stronger than I to revisit that because I watched it once last year and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, quickly on my end, because I know you mentioned uh, Lord of the Rings earlier when we were talking about the holiday. I'm currently in my Lord of the Rings rewatch. Yeah. I have been saving them up for a full year because I watched them for the first time ever on a stage in on a stage. <laughs> on Morning America last year. I was doing the Britney reference. You didn't get it. It's oh, okay. oh my God. I was so confused. I watched them for the first time ever last year. Um, and I'm going to share a little story on here that I know, you know, okay. my high school appearances, my high school time is jaded because for the first two years of high school, they called me Frodo because I had long curly hair. So let's just sit with that. Both what we heard. We're going to take that in. Yeah. And this was 2004 or five. So fresh off the heels of the trilogy ending. And at the time I was very much a Harry Potter person. So I didn't even just 
ever acknowledged Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. This really set me back because I had such trauma, as Jamie Lee would say, regarding <laughs> the franchise. I couldn't even look at the Hobbit posters when they were released. <sighs> Cut to me seeing those movies in theaters. So it took me near 15 years to finally watch these movies because mm-hmm. I'm a drama queen. I am upset because I miss out on something I find to be near perfect cinema for that long. And I only really have our friend Adam to text about this because he is also a Lord of the Rings person. What I will say very quickly, because you're looking at me with your eyes closed over, I love these movies so much. Have you seen them? Yeah, okay. So here's my backstory. (laughs) I... um... To know me is to love and accept the fact that sometimes there are um, franchises or films where I actively rebel against them because of the fandom behind it. And I remember in the years 2001, two and three, it was a lot. The noise behind these movies were very like, even at the time, very like straight male. Yeah. Uh, And so it was a lot of like best movies ever and so young me at the time was like well I'll see them but I will not love them and so I've carried that with me to my adulthood despite the fact that I watched them and probably thought they were really good at the time and I am due for a rewatch because I want to go on that fantasy journey again like but I just treated them like I eventually would treat Breaking Bad or um, like other things where everyone was saying like this is the greatest thing and so I remember I was having a thing at my apartment not too long ago, and I made the shocking mm-hmm. claim that I had more fun watching the Hobbit movies than I did with the Lord of the Rings movies. And I feel like everybody was ready to burn me at the stake. Everybody I was. It was lighting was. a match. And maybe I deserved that. But <laughs> I am open to rewatching these movies again. I think you do with your arms wide open as they are right now because they're incredibly, like, queer and, like... Like I was attracted to Samwise, yeah. Totally. I'm not, but I got that. But like, just like, it's so fantastical. I hate even saying this because like, I put them out of my head for so long. Mm -hmm. But it's what, (laughs) the filmmaking is flawless. Yeah. The world building is so incredible to me. Yeah. Anyway, I love them so much. No, and I'm... I'm so happy that you've rediscovered this in your adulthood. And I, like I said, I did not mean to offend any little Tolkien heads who are listening right now. Little Tokesters, I don't know. Uh, My goal is to maybe next Christmas, maybe even this Christmas. Lord knows. I think you should. I think you should. I think I should go on that journey. Um, What else did you watch? I mean, I'm almost done watching the HP films. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. it's hard for me to speak on these things because i really just want to say how much she has ruined the fervor for me and not to poo-poo on what you were about to say mm. and i know you feel exactly the same as yeah. me so that's not uh, like uh, something to discuss but i'm just kind of like it's so hard because i would love to be clamoring right now for the reunion on jan yeah. one but I'm just like, what a way to dismantle an entire franchise, one. Yeah. Two, a fandom. Three, a way to feel even about these movies. And above it all, to make fans, especially queer and trans fans of these films, feel so alienated or, like, away from them. And yeah. I know, like, there is, like, the separation of, like, art and creator sometimes but for me I'm just like this is so they're so linked yeah no it's true it's everything you said there is the is the facts so how was order of the phoenix for you <laughs> Man, but, um, no I mean listen all I'll say is that like I feel like the fifth movies and the seventh movies and the eighth movie are very um enjoyable to watch in that they handle the formula pretty well and uh, are pretty formulaic actually in how they they play out and I think they fit in everything that they have to fit in but the sixth movie is for some reason is always my favorite one because I find that so interesting 
listen, if you get it, you get it. If you know, you know, if you don't, you don't. It takes its sweet time doing pretty much nothing. Like not much happens in it. And I think it looks beautiful doing that. And for some reason, it just hits for me. Like a visually stunning, if slow, great music. I don't know. The sixth one is it for me. That's how I feel about the fifth one, which is the opposite of how you describe the sixth one. Uh, four is a, a melatonin for me, which literally happened last week. I put on Goblet of Fire and I said, I got a, a lot gotta, of hair, a lot of hair, a lot of hair. Everyone has bad hair. Um, the fifth one for me is a perfect movie and it's so fun. And I think the eighth one is like what your finale of a yeah. seven movie franchise should be. Sticking the landing. Totally. Done. Um. I don't think we really have a lot to discuss about Housewives because we spent like half an hour last week on it. We did. And I can't really remember if anything major happened on OC was like meh again last week because I think it was just like the fallout of yeah. Heather's party. And Salt Lake Salt had a Lake good City. solid episode. Solid episode. Again, the cast always needs to be together. Yeah. Like I find like I, I spend most of my time watching Salt Lake episodes with like my eyes glazed over for the first 20 minutes and then the cast comes together and I'm like, oh, great. I feel the same because there's a lot of fervor for like Heather's solo scenes and I'm going to call bullshit on them because I appreciate that she's just showing so much of herself and I love Heather. Like it's no shade yeah. towards that. But I'm just kind of like her blind allegiance for Jen is very confusing for me mm. because like I know we're supposed to root for Heather and she is the people like the viewer. Yeah. And sometimes the heart of the show, obviously, but it's very Lisa Renna to Erica Jane to me mm. where you can maybe dice it as she's like, you know, she said at this episode, if you end up being convicted, we, I will, we will deal with that at that time. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, you're holding everyone else's feet to the fire. Why not Jen's? Because I, you can give someone compassion if that's what you want to do in this situation, but also just question them and be like, so what is the truth? Yeah, no, that's accurate. I think that's a good take on it too. Cause yeah, I love Heather as well, but there's something about like unwavering loyalty to people who probably have some shady ongoings like this. It just makes me see Heather for like a different kind of person, I think. And I think to quote Heather, I think that was who said it. I need to take off. She needs to take, we all need to take off our rose colored glasses and look at her. Like everyone on Salt Lake City is a lesser degree of a bad person. And I just yeah. want us to be honest about that here. Welcome to Housewives. Like we have to acknowledge that most of these And people... that's totally fine. But yeah. like people wearing Heather as like the patron saint is yeah. the issue here. It's a lie. Mm. Mm. Um, I think that's it today. I know. I think that's pretty much all she wrote. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. You know, I'll repeat it again. It's not an amazing time for the world right now, but it's always an amazing time for friendship and for watching things that make us feel happy. I agree. And honestly, I was having, as I said before, a not great day, but getting on here with you always makes me happy. And likewise with you. Now, Thanks, please go forth. You are the Grinch to my Ebenezer Scrooge. They're not linked in stories, but I just linked them. So you're Ma- the Molly Shannon to my Christine Bransky in the Grinch. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Or were the Grinches two lesbian moms? Yeah. More so that probably. That's who actually who we are. <laughs> Which makes Sasha and the Grinch. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's not talk about what they don't want out no. there. <laughs> All right. Well, happy holidays, everybody. Have a good and safe time. And thank you for listening again. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.